Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sylvia App and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from San Francisco Bay. Today is Thursday, May 10th, 2018, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book. We're on page 59, the second paragraph. Here are the steps we took, and we're going to read through uh, the steps through step nine. And then we are going to um, comment on steps eight and nine only. Today's readers are P.S. on the 12 steps, Libby E. on the 12 traditions. And our readers of the text are Lane T., Terry H., and Julie E. B. And our newcomer greeter today is Melanie C. And that's at the end of the hour. The reference number for Wednesday, May 9th, 10 a.m., is 11,395. 11,395, and the share ID for this morning's meeting, Thursday, May 10th, 7 a.m., is 11,399, 11,399. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery to the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Pia S. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you, um, thank you, Sylvia, for your service. This is PIS Recovered in Florida. This is the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me disturb the program. 
Now pass. Thank you, Pia S. I will now ask Libby E. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Sylvia. Good morning. I'm Libby E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 59 on the second paragraph. Here are the steps we took, and we're going to read through step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And we're going to comment on steps eight and nine only. And I will, and, um, I will ask Elaine T. if she can read. Hi, this is Elaine T., recovered compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania just for today. May I be heard? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Sylvia, sorry. Um, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. 
Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Okay. Um, At the top, it says, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, and of course, my alcohol was food. And um, I went through the steps from, I've been in program 25 years, I went through the steps in 1993, and I got recovery in a pink cloud of abstinence and lost 100 pounds. But in 1999, um, I lost a job, I lost my marriage, and I was rip-roaring angry at God who I thought was going to fix everything <laughs> only to find out that it was me who was the problem and it's taken me a really long time to get to understand what it was I was missing and um, vision has helped me do that um, steps eight and nine I had done but it was interesting to see how over the years the layers had changed um, these steps actually bring us to recovery from compulsive eating. Um, they remove our character defects and allow us to become different people. Um, and they gave me hope. I, um, I never committed or never thought about committing suicide, but I definitely felt like I didn't deserve to be in the world, to be alive, to be a person uh, who had good things happen to her. And, um, the result of that was a sort of twisted um, controlling everything around me and that sort of thing. And what I found in 8-9 was the freedom, the freedom of going to the people that I had harmed, regardless of what their part was, and saying, I'm sorry, this is what I've done. How can I make it right? Or I'm thinking about doing this. And initially, the hardest ones were the living amends. Um, living with my ex-husband, trying to figure out how to be a better person in the relationship that wasn't a healthy relationship. And um, later on, uh, the amends were different, and yet I had never experienced any really bad experiences. Um, I was grateful and lucky that as I went to the people that I had harmed, um, they were either willing to say no big deal or thank you or something positive. Um, I still have one more to make to a person who's still alive and I have been trying to reach them. And there's a part of me that's afraid that they'll answer. And there's a part of me that like knows based on experience that fear is not the answer for me today, that faith is, and that being able to say to that person, you know, this is what I've done and, this is what I'd like to do to make amends, and is there anything else that I can do to make it up to you, um, will free me, will free me. Um, the reason I'm afraid is because I don't trust the person, I don't like the person, um, and that's hard. But I have the experience now to be able to say, 
but in the long run, it's totally worth it for me. And um, this whole program for me is about growing up. I feel like I was born a compulsive overeater by the time I was four. I tried to become an adult, and um, so that was pretty scary, pretty scary world for a four-year-old to go through. And today, I'm becoming an adult and living in step 10 and 11. I do step 8 and 9. I do say I'm sorry. And sometimes it's not the best, but other times it's, it's just so, so freeing to do my side. And usually when it's not perfect, it's because I'm not willing to, like, let go of the other person's part when I'm trying to make amends of my own. And um, I just wish everyone these wonderful experiences. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Elaine T. Okay, we're on page 59, and we're talking about steps eight and nine. Who would like to share? Jen A. Okay, I've got Jen A, and somebody came right on top of that. Carrie S. Carrie M. Wendy M. Terry H. Terry H. Greg B. Greg B. Anybody else? Cindy K. Cindy K. Kathy G. Okay, Kathy G. Look out, that's a good lineup. I've got Jen A, Carrie S, Wendy M, Terry H, Greg B, Cindy K, Kathy G. Everybody lined up so nicely for me. Jen A, you start. Carrie S, you're coming up right behind her. Good morning. Thank you, Sylvia, for your service. This is Jen A, compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic, um, recovered right here in Littleton, Colorado. Um, wow, this is my heart. And my heart is being transformed. And now I'm on eight and nine. And how beautiful is it that I get to clear away um, all those deep-seated pockets of dark black in my heart? That's what I call them. I used to tell my kids that. How's your heart today? Is it black or is it white? Is it pure or is it just yucky and feeling gross? And I had those little pockets of black-seated, deep grossness of yuckiness that I didn't want to share with anybody and I didn't want to take care of. And this process helps me to review my relationships and it helps me to restore them. And they might not be restored perfectly, um, you know, in some instances for um, others that I've worked with, um, there might not be a closure or things like that. But I know that in your heart, what God's trying to do is that he says to me, Jennifer Marie, I am going to give you a heart more like mine during this process. And I truly believe that and I have seen it firsthand um, in the ninth step process for me, um, writing down the list was easy. It was getting through the list. That was a little bit trickier. Um, so I was glad, um, you know, that I had some tools to work with 10 and 11 um, during that process because it, it took a couple of months. Um, but being able um, to clear away the wreckage and um, to, you know, say what my part was is huge and that helps me going forward as I as I continue to maybe mess up or do something that's not right in program. Um, but one of the biggest things I learned in the amends process is it isn't about forgiveness and it isn't about saying I'm sorry. Um, I always say to my kids when they go, I'm sorry, like that, I go, really? Sorry ends in why? Hmm. I go, why did you do it? 
And that's when we own up to our wrongs, why, the why I did it. And not that there has to be a reason behind it. Don't get me wrong. That's not the part of the amends process. But what have I done that's wrong? What is my part? And how do I need to show up differently? And that's, um, you know, how I'm going to behave and convince them with more than just my words. That's my living amends on a daily basis. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just forever grateful for this part of the process. And it helps me out with my kids, with my coworkers, with every, every little part of life as I continue um, to do a, a 10 step or a four through nine a little bit deeper. And um, so if you're out there and you're in this, in this painstaking process, that's what the big book calls it on page 82, 83. It says, if we are painstaking about this, I think it is a painstaking process, right? But guess what? What is so beautiful is that God comes in and he is going to restore and rearrange your heart to give you a heart just like his so that you can go out and be of service not only to him but his kids. And that's the beauty of this program. So keep working, keep doing those amends, and if something creeps up, work with your sponsor to work through those fears. Don't turn back to the food. That's not our solution at step nine. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Sylvia. Thank you, Jen A. Carrie S. followed by Wendy M. Good morning, Sylvia, and good morning, fellows. So grateful to be on the line. Carrie in Colorado recovered and living in the sunlight of the spirit. Thank you, God. And um, I, I, so six years when I first came into program, I went straight to my big book sponsor. She was leading me through the steps. We were, I think we we're in step two. And I, you know, I read step nine on the wall, so to speak. And I went to her and I said, I'm ready. I want to go to this, this uh, person that I stole money from, this store that I stole money from. And thank God she showed me that I had to work the steps in sequence, that I couldn't go, I couldn't go do an amend if I was still in step two. And I, I'm just so grateful also five years later to my Ebby, who was trying to figure out why I was relapsing and said to me, what, let's look at your amends. Did you do all of them? And, and I remembered that there was this one lingering one that just stuck in the back of my mind. And I thought to myself, well, this woman lives on the other side of the country. I, I don't know how to find her address. I used all these excuses. I was not painstaking until I was told, my Ebby was like, you need to think about really finding this woman. And sure enough, I went to the degree and I found her. I made the phone call and it was the, the, the light just you know the windows opened and god really i got off the phone after having this really hard conversation with her but at the end of course she was she was very very kind and and so it really the men's process is sacred it is uncomfortable and the the book guides us on how to find the freedom and we we get clean with the food we get out of our food fog and and it's possible and so just very grateful for the guides that have that have helped me on my path, and I know that if I just stay consistent and take these actions, and um, the the previous speaker reminded me too that it, it does we can get um, it's the ninth step fade away. It's kind of hard. We have to make sure we do all of them, otherwise we might not get recovered. So just grateful to be on the line. Thank thank you, Sylvia. With that, I pass. Thank you, Carrie S. 
Wendy M. followed by Terry H. Uh, yes, good morning. It's Wendy M. Uh, gratefully recovered in Colorado. And Sylvia, thank you for your service. And I definitely thank God for my entire abstinence this morning. Thank you, God, for that and everybody on the line. So I adore this step. I love this step. And I want to say a couple of things that I heard early on that an amendment um, does not mean I'm sorry. It means change. And those are two radically different things, right? So I spent my life telling people I was sorry constantly. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. And I had no intention of changing. I didn't even know about change until this program, quite frankly, until vision. Um, so it meant I had to change my ways. And, and the deal there was I spent my entire life getting you to think I'm wonderful. I'm great. I don't harm people. I'm the good girl. Um, you know, who me? I don't make mistakes. What are you talking about? And um, I had no idea that I had an effect on other people. Zero idea. So this, this step says, guess what? You're not only not great, although I am great, we're all great, but um, you actually did harm people. And the words that they use in step nine are, how am I inconsiderate? How am I dishonest? And how am I selfish? You know, and only thinking of me using people and taking, you know, that was my story. But I love the word inconsiderate. It means I didn't consider you. I only considered myself. And it's just, these are brilliant words. And a couple other things. Um, I was also told, always check with someone first. Tell them your amends. Let them know what you're going to say to this person. Because I need to check in with my motives. What are my motives? You know, do I, am I doing the amends so that I look good, so that I feel good, so that they'll like me better? Absolutely, I've done amends like that. Um, not very successful because I'm still thinking of self. Um, but what are my motives? And let me check with somebody first, always, before you make the amends. And guess what else I found out? Not everybody's going to like me. And I thought that was going to kill me. What? There's people on the planet who don't like me? Uh -huh. Yes, yes, there are. There absolutely are. And what a humbling and beautiful experience that is, right? And then finally, you know, this whole thing about looking the world in the eye. You know, I'm cleaning it up from the inside out. I can look people in the eye. I know who I am. I know what I've done. And then, you know, the, this, is, this gives me freedom, right, to tell the truth, to let somebody know I harmed you. And I'm going to change, and I'm committing to that change, and I regret it. You know, it's very simple, very clean cut. I don't need, an, you know, an, a dissertation. This is a very quick process. And if you can do it face-to-face, -face, that's kind of the deal. That's the whole deal. Um, and, yeah, with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Wendy. Carrie uh, H., followed by Greg B., Terry Star, one. Oh, sorry about that. Good morning. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, bulimic anorexic in North Carolina, enjoying this beautiful day outdoors. Ditto to everyone prior, sharing prior to me, you know. I am so grateful um, that I had the guidance and direction of my sponsor in going through this. Um, I could not get to steps eight and nine until I completed steps four, all one through seven. And, um, you know, going through that process, 
you know, most of my life I lived in that victim state of mind. Um, you know, I, uh, by going through this process and lots of years of counseling, I came out of that um, state of mind. And so when I got to this part, to eight and nine, listing all the people I needed to make amends to, um, it was a little challenging because I had lived in that victim. You know, I was the victim. I ran away. I hid. I Because people were out to get me, people hurt me in my past. And so, you know, doing steps four and five helped me to see patterns in my character defects. And so that um, put me on the path to get to step nine and having to clean it up and cleaning up my side of the street and, and making amends. And, you know, for me, learning that it wasn't just about saying sorry, yes, I need to apologize for my behavior. But the big piece is how, is, how am I going to do it differently and how can I correct what I did? Um, and so those those were the parts um, that were a little challenging for me. But, you know, I, I committed to this process, um, and my sponsor reminded me going to any lengths and, um, and getting it done. And people didn't always respond exactly the way I wanted them to respond. <laughs> but, you know, I needed to show up. I needed to say my piece, and then I needed to listen. And I needed to hear the other person. And, um, you know, I'm just really glad I had that guidance from my um, sponsor and going through that process because I so wanted to clear those blocks and that was part of it. You know, owning up to my character defects, owning up to the things that I did, the willingness to do it differently and to be open to that. And the hardest parts were the people that are closer, closest to me. You know, I try to um, live that change each and every day. And it's not always easy. Um, but, you know, I have the process and the steps and the fellowship and uh, my recovery to support me um, as long as I show up. And especially, you know, my higher power is right there with me. And I'm just really grateful for that. Thanks. I pass. Okay. Thank you, Terry H. Greg B. Followed by Cindy K. Hey. Good morning. Can you hear me? Okay. I can. Thank you. Good. Good. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you all. Great meeting. Great shares. Yeah. For me, step eight and nine. I'm Greg B. In California, compulsive overeater, food addict, and uh, recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body this morning. I'm looking at the pages. Uh, 76 through 83, where it talks about what you do on steps eight and nine. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I need clear-cut direction, and I also need uh, a path to go. Just great shares today. Yeah, talk to a sponsor when you're doing this process, because I had a lot, I had a lot of really crazy ideas of uh, what I thought uh, was important and what I thought who I should make amends to, you know, a bunch of ex-girlfriends who I hurt cheated on and all this kind of stuff that I did, which, you know, we are a tornado rolling through the lives of others. Hearts are broken. Relationships are dead. So, you know, trying to uproot those, you know, those, those dogs have left, you know, those horses have left the stall. You know, if what's important is what am I doing today? Not, to, you know, living amends, yes, and, and 
but it's not about like like it's been said it's about I was wrong and there is no your part my part it's all my part all my parts I can't think about the other people's part because then I get into resentment jealousy fear my main tools which you know resulted in compulsive overeating drinking etc you know those those things are done what am I doing right now what's Greg's plan for today pray ask God for help talk to a sponsor talk to others help other people there's a long period of reconstruction ahead we must take the lead so I can't wait for my sponsor to tell me oh what's the right thing to do sponsor oh please tell me tell me no you know what to do a remorseful mumbling that we are sorry won't fill the bill at all frankly analyze the past now, being very careful not to criticize them their defects may be glaring but the chances are our own actions are partly not the joke, partly responsible. <laughs> Most of my problems, as it says somewhere else, are of my own making. Clearly, this process brings that out. I did a lot of stuff, and I still do a lot of stuff. And like you say, live in the 10th, 11th, 12th, which is really all the steps. You know, oh, man, I screwed up. You know, I was slothful yesterday. I'm, I'm looking for a job right now. You know, I need to take more action here. Someone's not going to drop down from the heavens and say, here's the job, Greg. You know, um, and, you know, feeling sorry for myself and thinking about past jobs and stuff, that does not help. What can I do today? Work the program recovery. That's number one. Be a good family member. Help other people. Clean my house. Clean house. Trust your higher power that you'll get through this process. And it's not so painful. What's painful is inaction. What's painful is thinking and not acting. What's painful is sitting in, in compulsive overeating, knowing that you're a food addict and still punishing yourself with food because, you know, I had the exact same experience as a speaker. I, I was too afraid to kill myself, so I killed myself with food. After being in program, not for the last few years, thank you to this meeting, thank you to this step process, you know, we need to get up each morning in meditation and show us the way of patience, tolerance, kindness, and love. The spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it. That is what we're talking about here. We have to live it. So eight and nine bring us to the point where we actually, thank you, where we actually live this stuff. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Greg B. in California. I look forward to meeting you all up ahead as we walk the road. Thanks. Thank you, Greg B. Cindy K. followed by Kathy G. Good morning. May I be heard? Yes. Hi, this is Cindy Kay, compulsive overeater from Kansas City. Thank you, everyone, for your service, and thank you for sharing. I get so much out of you guys listening. Um, I actually have gone through halfway through the steps, and I remember when I first started, I saw the amends requirement is what I called it. And I thought, there are people I do not ever want to talk to again. But as I went through the steps and my higher power and with my sponsor's help, just started showing and revealing to me my side of the street, the things that I did, the wreckage that I caused by my own addiction. And by the time I got to the steps where amends, needed to be made, I was willing. I was more than willing because the sunlight of the spirit just 
showed all that up. It, it's a miracle. And um, I'm so thankful for you guys, my fellows, my sponsors, my higher power, and the power of these steps. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Cindy K. Kathy G. Oh, hi, Sylvia. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. I am seriously laughing out loud in my kitchen here. I don't know. I just got struck with, like, laughter, which I love more than anything else. And, yes, steps eight and nine, you know, are a lot of serious business, which we all know, but I just... I have had some hysterical experiences with these steps, um, one of which I'm going to share, which just to keep, you know, I just always think let's bring in some levity too because, you know, sometimes we take ourselves so darn seriously. I know I do. And I just had this one event <laughs> I was thinking to my brother and um we were sitting on the couch and at the end I said to him and it was going great. And, and I said at the end, you know, is there anything else um, that, that you, I want to give you complete free reign to say anything else you might want to say about something, something that I have missed. And so he brought up this incident from like 30 years ago or something from when I was singing at his, uh, was supposed to sing at his wedding but because another one of my issues in his life ended up like being in a hospital, couldn't sing at his wedding, and it it just became kind of a, a kind of a funny thing. We started laughing, and he goes, "And you know, you might want to apologize to to his wife over this." And I thought, okay, so anyway, I've tried like three times to get in touch with her to set up a. Um, a, a date, and it's become my most difficult amend, and it was one I didn't even know I had to make. So I don't know. There's just something very funny about that to me. But after hearing these uh, uh, t- shares today, I'm going to make sure that I write a letter today because I need to move on with it. We've tried enough now, and I'm just going to do it by letter. So love you all, and hope you have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Kathy G. Okay, we're on steps eight and nine on page 59. And who would like to share? Polly Q. Polly Q. Pretty quiet. Ashley P. Ashley P. Sherry KB. Sherry KB. Jordan L. Jordan L. Elaine B. Elaine B. Okay. We have Holly Q. Okay, got Marilyn M. Okay, we'll see. We'll probably get through. We'll see. Polly Q, Ashley P, Sherry KB, Jordan L, Elaine B, Marilyn M. Go ahead, Polly. You're in. Ashley, you're up next. Thank you. May I be heard? Yes. Hi, thank you for your service. Um, This is Polly Q, recovered in Northern California. Um, You know, I love uh, I love these steps because I and I love listening to everyone because um, my take on it's a little bit it feels a little different uh, today because I realize that the reason I 
do steps eight and nine is because I have a lot of shame and guilt around those interactions or around my behavior. And until I make that amends, I can't be freed from that shame and guilt. You know, it doesn't. And when I do, I am freed. And here's the other thing. When I do it, they are freed as well. Whoever it was that I owed that amends to, like, you know, maybe it's a living amends or a direct amends, we both are freed from that shame and guilt. And that shame and guilt keeps me in, for lack of a better word, hell. And if I want freedom from that, that is why I work these steps. In fact, all these steps are about freedom. All of them are. They're all about freedom for me. And, 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 and it even says clear the wreckage of the past. And that clears the path so that I can lead a spiritual way of life. And I live in steps 10, 11, and 12 so I can stay in that spiritual way of life. But 8 and 9, it's these beautiful steps that seem so scary and yet that is where the freedom is. That you know, the 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 forgiveness it, it comes from doing it, but not just for me. The the biggest amends that I make to the others that were involved in my in my character defects and in my um uh hurtful actions or whatever it was, uh they they get to be freed as well. And with that I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Polly Q. Ashley P. followed by Sherry KB. Uh, this is Ashley P. Recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Yes, go ahead. Uh, good morning, everybody, and, and welcome to the newcomers. And thank you, everybody, for your shares and Sylvia for your service. Um, when we talk about eight and nine, I, they're special to my heart when I when I think about them. I'm reminded of um, of how I came back into the rooms, and uh, it was it was thinking about doing eight and nine, and and thinking about being able to make amends to the people that I had hurt. And I remember driving, and I had this awareness. It was just sort of this this thought. If I if I come back into the rooms, if I work the steps, I could get to eight and nine, and and I could make amends. Um, and I I realized today that you know those those awarenesses are are God shots. Those are moments when um, my higher power is talking to me. Um, and uh, I'm also really grateful for. Um, Sponsor direction with with eight and nine, um, and and taking the time uh, to to make sure that I am um, entirely ready to make that amends. Um, because after I had done my fifth step, I sort of was furiously writing these amends letters, and and I really wanted to make amends to uh, my family and and my father in particular. But I still felt some um, I still felt some resentment towards him, and luckily, when I, I was writing these amends letters and, and handing them over to my sponsor, and uh, and and she slowed me down. Um, 
and I think a couple of times. And in in the end, it took uh, it took a year uh, before I was totally clear of any resentments. Um, before I, I I made that amends to my father. Um, and I'm so grateful for for that slowdown process and for getting um, and for having the time to pray to be entirely willing uh, to to make the amends and, and to be uh, free of any resentment because when I did I didn't need anything from my dad I didn't uh, I didn't feel uh, any anger anymore. The only thing that I wanted was to clean up my side of the street and to have him know that I was sorry for the things that, that I had done. And that's, that's what the MN process is. I, I didn't need, um, I didn't need any, uh, any apologies for, for what he had done because it was about, it, it was about um, my behavior. And um, the last thing that I would say is that um, today I'm aware of how we, we make amends in nine, but how every day when um, my character defects pop up again, I, uh, I have to make sure that uh, I am living up to those amends. Because if I make them and then I engage in the behavior again, you know, the amends don't mean anything. Um, so, uh, part of making amends is, is making sure I'm, I'm not doing uh, those, those behaviors and um, I have my higher powers help for that and uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful Thursday and with that I pass. Thank you, Ashley. Sherry KB followed by Jordan L. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California. Uh, very grateful to Recovered Compulsive Ever Reader. Thanks so much for your service, Sylvia, and everybody on the line. And uh, welcome newcomers. And, um, you know, we're building on the steps here, and we're at step eight and nine. And um, as, was, as was mentioned a little earlier, I'm going to go into a little more detail on page 76 through whatever. Um, you know, um, I have this little little mantra that I have that I say to myself because it is about um, not not going in with the idea of getting someone to apologize to me. It is not with the idea of going in and, and shrinking down, um, groveling or begging, and it's not about um, going in, making amends by myself because that's what it talks about in the directions in the ninth step on in the pages 76 through um, uh, at least uh, 86 maybe, yeah. And so I have the saying, um, don't puff up, don't shrink down, stand on your sacred ground. And so what that means for me is that, you know, if I owe someone amends, and even though I feel like they've done me a lot of harm, I have to set that aside. And I have to go in with the idea of cleaning up my side of the street without talking to them about theirs. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is, um, uh, shrink down. I don't need to beg um, someone to forgive me. I just need to go in and clean up my side of the street. And even if, um, even if they've, you know, their, their uh, character defects are glaring, that is not up to me to point them out. Um, you know, it's about me cleaning up my side of the street. 
and especially when it's really a, a scary amends to go in and make, you know, um, well, I take my higher power with me regardless, but especially on ones like that. And so that has helped me a lot to um, to face and go in and make these amends because it is about change behavior. And I know that I have felt guided at times when um, it was just the right time to make the amends. It just... I'll never forget the experience of it just starting to come out of my mouth, and I was not, I, I didn't know I was going to do it. Um, and it just came out, and it flowed, and I felt like that was my higher power um, doing for me, getting getting the ball rolling for me to get ready to, to do this amends. And when I think about amends, it is about changing my behavior, and sometimes it's a living amends where I change um, things that I've done with a person and... I make, I'm, you know, I, I continue to make it a living amends because it changes my behavior. Uh, sorry is not, does not fit the bill, as it says in this book. And I think of my sister, um, you know, we, we have had various things happen through the years, and I'll just finish with that. And, you know, she one day told me everything that she thought I'd done from day one since I was born and whatever, and I just listened. And then I just told her I was sorry that I wasn't the sister she wanted me to be. And that I wanted to start being the sister she wanted without telling her what she had done. And it was huge. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. We only have about four minutes left. So uh, Jordan L, followed by Elaine B. I don't know that we'll get to Marilyn. And if you could keep them short, but it's up to you. Jordan L, go ahead. Uh, you can, you, that's okay. You can skip me um, so that you can get the other Thank you, Jordan. Elaine B., are you up? Thank you so much for your service. And that's so kind of you, Jordan. Thank you very, very much. And I'll be quick, so hopefully we can fit in the last speaker. Um, Elaine B., Recover Massachusetts, incredibly grateful. You know, we're reading through the steps. If you're new and you're just hearing about them for the first time, awesome. So glad you're here. Please apply these because you can be rocketed into the fourth dimension and have a life that's second to none. And um, God wants to, to help you with your food problem, but help you with all of your problems today. It, so much wasn't about what was eating, what I was eating. It was about what was eating me. And eight and nine um, is so important to be able to do, to look at how, who we've harmed in our part, which I was blind to my part before. Um, and then to be able to go out and make amends and, and, and make right the wrong. Sometimes it's a living amends and it doesn't require face-to-face, but oftentimes it does. And so the thing I'm so grateful for is that I don't have to do this alone. I was saying I'm sorry all the time before. But again, so many of the things I was doing that were harmful to others, I didn't even know. And so here I have a room, I have a fellowship, you know. I went to bed last night. And I had something on my mind, and it was really late. I've been traveling. I didn't make a call. I woke up this morning. It was right there. And I got to work. I got to work doing, um, doing a 10-step. I got to work admitting my fault. And then I got to work making an amends. I have another amends I have to make, but not till that person gets out of work. And then after that, it was so wonderful because somebody called me and said, I have an amends I need to make. Can I talk it through with you? We don't need to do this alone. We don't need to show up on somebody's doorstep unprepared. We have a beautiful community that can tell us and help us and support us as we go and right the wrongs. And um, I'm going to pass because I want to hear this last year too. 
Thank you. Thank you, Elaine B. And Marilyn M., let's do it. Hi, good morning. Can I be heard? Yes. Okay, thank you. This is Marilyn M. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered. Um, I remember when I first started working through the steps, and I really didn't have any um, real direction in terms of whether this amends is appropriate or not. And I went to, I had um, ended a relationship with someone and had actually lied. And I knew that I had, and I thought that I felt I needed to go back and make amends. Um, when I did, uh, the individual was willing to listen to me again, but after I made those amends through the grapevine, it came back to me later that I was only um, self-seeking, self-serving, and that I wanted to relieve my own guilt. And I remember being so offended. How dare this person um, you know, say anything negative about my attempt at um, making an amends? And it took me a while in program until I realized that it actually was um, what had happened. And I was satisfying my own guilty mind for lying. And I did have no one to go um, through that with me prior. So that was a huge learning experience on that side of it. And I like what the prior speaker said about sacred ground. That really struck my heart. And the amends that I had to make with my daughter um, being closest to me and, you know, my basic instinct as a mother is to want to, want to love my child and never fail them. But to have to admit that I did fail her in a couple of re, uh, instances in her life was very, very difficult. And I do like the idea that that was secret ground that I brought us both to that place so that we could heal those instances and move forward in, in a loving relationship. So um, one on the kind of negative side of doing it, and then one very, very healing and loving amends that I was able to make. And I'll pass there and just want to thank you all so much for doing service today and for all the shares. Thank you. Thank you, Marilyn M. And thank you to everyone who was so accommodating to get everybody in. Uh, I love this fellowship. And thank you to um, Team Thursday. A uh, quick reminder that the recording stops in uh, a few minutes, but the meeting carries on for about 10 more minutes, and we take uh, newcomers and sponsors and announcements. Okay, we, thank you to everyone who shared. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Terry H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, thank you. I'm Terry H., recovered in North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you.